We are recording on a Sunday. I'm Sunday back. Afternoon. The Trojan Horn. Not for long. Not the for long. Column. We have to wait until you leave column. New York, column. Camille, before we are actually going to <laughs> sit down and talk at the same time. Well, I, I, yeah, I was in the city and I thought I would catch up with you guys. I even brought like all of my offspring so that you could bless them. And I didn't manage to connect with you guys. In <laughs> Which person. is like making sure that we never see you. Yeah. The opposite. Yeah. I mean, I, t- I called you and you were like, I'm on a Ferris wheel or a fucking <laughs> whatever you were. What were you? Carousel. In carousel. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, the dumb the Dumbo. Carousel. Yeah. So that, so that Cohen could ride the carousel. It was his birthday on Saturday. So yeah. Uh, um, which is, and which I is, call Camille when he's with yeah. his uh, one-year-old, now one-year-old, yes, and say I need to talk to you about the N-word. <laughs> yeah. um, true. So you got to say it first. Yeah, you say it, nigga. Yeah, you and, say it. Then we could talk about it. And and you recall in that conversation, you're like, well, if we do anything with this, you have to say it. And I was like, I was really yeah. afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I don't know why I made this phone call. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that you're teasing this this upcoming project that I mean was not yeah. quite cleared. But may in fact, happen. I mean, it, it, it that alone is enough to <laughs> stimulate a lot of interest. People yes. are like, wait, what? Yeah, you're gonna have Matt saying the N word? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I don't know. <laughs> but before before we started recording, I was getting my paperwork together for my completely unexpected trip to Puerto Rico tomorrow. Dude, this is crazy. Uh, if if you have not been paying attention, and this is a bit of a public service announcement, apparently the the State Department is a total disaster. And if you need a it passport, for two hundred years, or need your passport renewed, it's worse now because yeah. it was not this bad before. It um, you need to apply awful. like months in advance. Yeah, um, I paid for the expedited service in hopes that I would get my passport quickly enough and and um, on a renewal. And it's been over a month, and the renewal hasn't come through yet which is fine in a way and that it's within the the boundaries of their sort of standard expedited service window. What isn't normal is that I called to let them know, oh, my travel arrangements have changed. Like the shoot date got moved up. I need to do one of these, you know, emergency visit appointment things where I get it quickly. And they said, great. Uh, would you like to come to like Burlington, Vermont? And I said, what do you mean? Well, you can go to Burlington on Monday. This is Friday. After four hours on hold, they tell me I can go to Burlington on Monday. Um, and I said, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know anything about Burlington. Can I like get a flight from there easily from DC? I, I need to check. And he's like, well, that appointment is no longer available. Yep. Wait, <laughs> can you go to during Buffalo? conversation? I swear. Yeah. Can you go to Buffalo? <laughs> I was like, That's when? Right. <laughs> he yeah. said on Monday. Yeah. I said, what about DC or New York? He said, well, that is no longer available. Sorry, we don't have any appointments on um anymore. I, I was like, well, what do you mean? Like between the Monday and Friday, like any day that week would be great in DC or New York. He's like, not an option. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it turned out that he said, well, it's not an option unless you want to go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll go to Puerto Rico. You're like, the, is that even a state? What are you talking about? The things that Camille <laughs> will do to, yeah. to justify to Tracy. Going to Puerto Rico is just pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, this is not going to be I fun. have to I'm, go to Puerto Rico to get yeah. my passport. It is yeah. going to be like a, a 24 hour <laughs> jaunt, if even that. He, and I'm probably going to have to so fly. What is on, your like, mistress in air. Puerto Rico's name? <laughs> Juanita. What's, what's her name? Yeah. Her name is Jim at the State oh, Department, or, or Juan yeah, yeah, at the yeah. State Department in Puerto Rico, <laughs> yeah. who I hope will not find any As issue I said with to my Camille, paperwork. 
<laughs> if you did it in New York, it'd be a building full of, full of Puerto Ricans anyway. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's just, this is like a nicer version because it's warm weather. Um, oh, God. We had to do this uh, or almost had to do this. Uh, and I forget where the actual uh, trip destination was. It might have been just going to France for Emmanuel. But who's a, you know, a U.S. citizen? Uh, uh, like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like you most of us are. That problem. Uh, we had that problem. And she was basically had had to book a flight to Tucson. Actually, you fly to Phoenix, rent a car from Phoenix to go to Tucson because that was the one place that was open. And it would have been this multi-thousand dollar uh, jaunt just to to make up for the fact that the State Department still thinks that we are in uh, enough of a COVID pandemic <laughs> that mm-hmm. no one can go to work and clear passports. Like it's <laughs> it's it's incredible. Like the tent and the whole this whole ecosystem has arisen of people who will, you can pay a little extra here and pay a little extra if you know a guy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. astonishing. And you're you know your Congress people love to be the ones to help you in that last little thing because then you're going to be grateful to them forever. Uh, it's really really awful the uh, i i was finding one last year when i was trying to get my passport which expired and uh and uh you know covid thing just made it impossible and i looked at a service and there was one service you could probably find this still mm. in new york city that is like <laughs> they're just like really expensive and there was a picture on the homepage of this guy <laughs> who looked like probably one of the guys that works at the puerto rican office in uh, san juan the picture of him uh, and Alec Baldwin holding Alec Baldwin's passport. Like, you got it. You got it. It's like, it's a good, he, he was going to shoot you if you didn't get yeah. it. But, oh, so I actually, but he was trying to get out of the country. He was trying to get out of the country. He's like, I just shot a cinematographer. I need a passport fast. When, you, when you've got to go. <laughs> when you've murdered people on the film set. Yeah. Oh, well, the incredible thing about this is, and I've said this a million times, but in New York yeah. City. New York City, obviously, is a very blue state. Uh, New York is a blue state. New York City is a very, very blue city. And it, it is remarkable to me that there are not more libertarians and mm. people who loathe the government in New York. Because if you have to ride the subway, you understand how good the government is at getting sort of basic things done, like getting you on a subway from 14th Street to like, you know, 72nd Street. It's, it's, it's an incredible nightmare. And, you know, we have the countdown clocks in New York, uh, finally. They have yeah. no relationship to actual time. So it's just a number. <laughs> and it's like a six is now down to a five. It took f- four minutes to get from the s- six to the five. So it's not about minutes. And, of course, you know, in, in, in Sweden, they've had this for like 25 years. Like literally when I went to Sweden in 2002, countdown clocks, you know, they are hitting sensors on the track and telling you exactly where they are and everything. And I'm just sitting there going, why? The MTA, where people get paid like $800 million a year to like <laughs> yeah. press a button. You don't drive trains, you press buttons. And it just doesn't work. And then like you try to get a passport. Imagine like a private company doing this would have solved this very quickly because they have customers and they don't want to go out of business. The government obviously never goes out of business. It just expands and expands and expands. <laughs> and like, why don't people see this? They, a lack of kind of competitive, you know, and and I think it's in, I think in Sweden, like the subway, there's a, it's like a a public private partnership. And I think when I was there, it was like either a Chinese company or a French company and they fuck up and they don't, they don't do a great job and they fire them. Yeah. They have an incentive to do a good job and they make it fast and clean. And it's a little expensive, obviously, but you know, I'm happy to pay that provided the train comes every two minutes. 
And there's, we need this public-private partnership at the State Department to have a company come in and like, we'll manage the passports because you guys can't do it because you're fucking morons. <laughs> Everyone here's a moron. Like, you got to go to Puerto Rico like to get a passport? Yeah, man, no problem. I'm like, what? Are you joking? Are you getting a fucking plane to a place that isn't even an American state? This <laughs> is a joke, right? And, you know, imagine that where they would say, okay, you guys can't do this. We're going to fire this company and hire another one. And we can have all these pointless bureaucrats who have these, you know, enormous pensions and don't do anything. Keep them on staff. Fine. But uh, have another company run it. You would think that people would want that. There's uh, just working. (laughs) Nothing works to put on my 25 second libertarian hat. um, Most privatization in Western (laughs) countries in the last 25 years 35 years has happened not in the United States and not even in the UK anymore. It's happened in Western Europe. That's where most of it yeah, has happened by yeah. a dollar amount um, where you just bid out a, a, a essentials. Water is private mm-hmm. in France, people. And the French water company like buys up other water companies when they go up for bid everywhere except for like in the United States of America, where we used to think that Reagan and Thatcher like, you know, privatized everything in the Anglosphere. That stopped. It happens there now. Hey man, yeah. was, we're, we're about to we're about to um, have a little uh, bit of an episode where we talk about this, and not about Reagan and Thatcher, because um, Jimmy Carter, former president, is um, sliding off of this mortal coil. Unfortunately, is rather old and in in kind of I think palliative care at this point, right? I mean, it looks mm-hmm. like he's not going to last too long. And then we will do an episode in which we praise Jimmy Carter for his deregulation efforts of trucking and the airline industry, which absolutely changed America. And beer. In a, in a positive way. Never forget and beer. beer. That's right. And beer. And uh, Well, because that was the Billy Beer uh, conspiracy. That's right. right? <laughs> uh, no, the uh, his read his, uh, y'all know from the Megyn Kelly episode that I like to read State of the Union addresses, um, his final one, which I think was like God, written, such a fucking nerd. he like turned in the extra homework, is like page after page after page about what we need to do um, to finish the deregulation revolution. It's amazing to, to read. Mm-hmm. Like you would, it will make no sense to contemporary ears because people are dumb. And then he was voted out and ended up like building houses in the West Bank <laughs> for like 20 years. Anyway, well, you're going to Puerto chance, Rico. Is there any chance that recording this conversation gets me in trouble and I can't get, get my passport? No, no um, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Friday, no, I don't think people at the passport yeah. office are listening. I have to, to be. I have to like go to Chile like next week mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yeah, and what's wrong with your passport? Is it expired? It's expired. Yeah, so both I mean, of you guys it expired in January. But I I applied at the beginning of February because I thought I would be traveling in May. It just mm-hmm. turns out that it's going to be friggin' March. Yeah. yeah never. Well, hashtag never let your passport expire. Yeah. yeah. No, this and, is this is fair. And by the way. When you go to Puerto Rico, you're flying coach uh, because there is no first class in Spirit Air. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is the problem. Like, seriously, my only two options for a, for a flight tomorrow evening because I have meetings during the day, like a like a normal human who has a job, and I cannot miss them. So I can either fly Spirit or Southwest. Those are my options. I, I, dude, oh, Southwest. I go Southwest. Two. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I, I was at uh, <laughs> we were at a meet. Uh, one of Livia's meets and one of their parents was like, oh, we have a flight later today. And it was like the only one we could get. And it was on. <laughs> yeah, you have to and qualify. I, and yeah. I was just like, 
I was like, wait, is that's the one with all the fist fights, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Anytime you see some wild video of like someone pulling yeah. off a fucking weave in like <laughs> in the jet wire, it's like that's spirit. <laughs> Who just <laughs> spirit of America? Spirit Who just merged with the with Jet Blue, which used to be a decent airline. Wait, like 10 did years they really? Ago. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they still have Jet Blue Mint, don't they? It, yeah. uh, they, it, well, not that I would really know uh, too much about that, but, uh, yeah. but it, it <laughs> totally sucks. So they, their, their terminal at LAX is like the jet blue sprint terminal. Yeah. And, uh, Coco and I were flying back from California there and I would estimate that the number of people versus the number of available seats of the six or eight little flights yeah. sort of the end there was like five to one. Um, it was just yeah. absolute bedlam. Every single flight was delayed by at least an hour. There wasn't any weather. There wasn't there anything. There was just fucking yeah. spirit incompetence, like leaking over into the jet blue stuff. I mean, imagine that. I'm always with people when I'm like, contamination. It's contamination. You can see it Vis- yeah. visually. I need to get on the plane for right. Yeah. Everyone's always like, e- e- "Why you get your seat? It doesn't matter." I'm like, I just, I don't, I want to watch all the suckers yes. walk by me. Yes. I want to get my bags in there. I don't want to gate check anything. The Southwest thing and the Spirit thing is like, there's an incentive for people to try to get on first. Yes, which is like total chaos and people trying to like this, the groups don't matter. The groups it's are like, terrible. Yeah. It's literally like Vietnamese people trying to get on a helicopter in 1975. <laughs> Everyone's like trying to like, I got to get out of here. I literally got to get out. It's like, dude, and, and so L- crazy. At, at LAX, man, yeah. dude, that must, you probably see Tom Sizemore. He died. <laughs> he died. <laughs> Didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. Grady, he died last Grady week. Sizemore. He, yeah, he's uh, he's you know, crazy. <laughs> he's still alive. Um, but yeah, that's that's I I would I really don't envy uh, you having to go to Puerto Rico, which is uh, apparently very nice. I've never it's, been to Puerto. I'm, Rico. I mean, I'm leaving at night. I'm probably arriving at either one flight is at ten and the other is at midnight, um, mm-hmm. like or after midnight is the arrival time. And my appointment is at eight thirty in the morning on Tuesday. Where are you staying in the in the? I don't have. I haven't booked anything. I just need to go there so I can overnight go to the office and then i'm going to go directly to the airport dude we have there we i guarantee you we have um and this is not going to be enticing for you of course but we have more than a half a dozen uh, listeners who are bitcoin bros who live there 181 days out of the year so they can avoid new york taxes um oh is that right oh yeah because like (laughs) yeah yeah puerto rico you don't have to pay any tax so you uh, i know but i didn't we have listeners that do that I I they tell you that? I Probably. pre presume. I mean, okay, the, oh. yeah. um, no, I mean, I, I remember correspondence. I remember conversations yeah. with people in in New York bars. This is this is the thing. Um, and, and it's just like, huh. and there's a big there's a big uh, Bitcoin bro and Web three uh, uh, douchebag uh, contingent there, and finance people too. There's gonna there's Someone absolutely should gonna send be, a plane for me. That's even, that's even better. Send, send a plane for me. I'll come. Send, send a plane for Camille. If you can't send a plane when he gets off that fucking junky ass spirit thing, you know, <laughs> so late. When he gets off, like, and he's, he's, he's walking on the tarmac too. By the way, there's no there's no jet bridge. He's walking on the tarmac. You know, and I know it's been raining Lambos for you people for a long time. Yeah. Pick him up in a Lambo. Yeah, I want that. I just pull That'd up in a nice, Lambo. Though. And then just drop him off at the passport office. That's what and I deserve. Also, don't look at him. Call him Mr. Foster. Don't look at him. Look at it. Call him Mr. <laughs> yeah. Foster. Roll down yeah, the window. Get, yeah, him, exactly. get him in the backseat. Well, if, if you're paying, you can look at me. But the yeah. help, I mean, they shouldn't look me directly in the eye. Yeah. When you go there, do you think that all the communications are going to be in Spanish? Do you think that you're going to be okay in English? 
Uh, I know a little Spanish, so <laughs> fight uh-huh. through it. You're gonna you're really gonna come out with like an Uzbek passport. <laughs> Donde esta? If they accept it at the airport, I'm good. You know. <laughs> oh man. Um, All right, Puerto Rico it is. Puerto Rico is done. I also was at Brown um, this past week with uh, Andrew Schultz. And yeah, how'd that go? And some other folks. It was actually very cool. Um, I mean, Andrew, you know Andrew, so he came and he put yeah. on a show. That the conversation. So he was did about, a set too. It wasn't so much that he did a set. It's just it turned out to be funny. I mean, it's it's right, yeah. Schultz. It's um, the guy. I'm forgetting his name now. He does Tatiana McGrath. Like he's responsible. Oh for yeah, that yeah. Account Br- on British Twitter. Guy, yeah. yeah, he's funny. Um, and. Kareth Foster, who is kind of a stand-up, or at least was, and does some like diversity and inclusion stuff, but not in a poisonous, venomous way, um, consulting. And Pamela Presky, who uh, helped, um, was is kind of consulting with Fire as a professor, and she moderated the conversation. But it was about comedy and whether or not comedy can go too far. Uh, but Andrew pretty much hijacked the entire thing. And I'm not even sure what the conversation was about. It was ostensibly about free speech, but it was every potentially volatile, controversial topic imaginable was raised, discussed, mocked. Um, The school, uh, the university's culture was mocked. Um, All of their uh, various programs to try and protect people's uh, sensitive areas um, mocked. And a good, great time was had by all. Did did Glenn Lowry come out? He was there. He was in the audience. And oh, um, someone someone stood up and asked a question. Actually, I spoke to her a little bit afterwards. Um, she is uh, Glenn's assistant and was uh, effusively praising this very fine podcast Good. and telling me uh, how great it is to, to work with Glenn. And another did, person did you, asked did you get to, that they did took you, his class and like him. Did you talk with Glenn at all? I mean, I, I didn't get to. I didn't get yeah. to because at the end of the thing, like there was a mad rush to the stage. Not for me, shockingly, no. for no. Andrew Schultz, yeah. who is apparently You're not in a new a Eddie Murphy movie, now. are you? Yeah, no. A few people <laughs> said, "Hey, Camille, it's nice to see you. <laughs> yeah. I can actually walk right up to you and stab you." Um, yeah. Schultz, on, on the other hand, is like on stage with yeah. you know the the masses at his feet. Well, if Schultz is going, you know, barn burner, you know, saying whatever he wants and, you know, you know, not avoiding topics that a lot of people do avoid these days, you got to give him credit because Schultz's career has uh, just been going up, up, up. And a lot of people, when it goes up, 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 uh, think of somebody like Amy Schumer is is a great Mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. And they not only apologize for stuff that they've done in the past, but they stop talking about the things that they were talking about like six months ago. And uh, Andrew who, um, as I mentioned, is, has a little small part in that new uh, Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy movie, did have a Netflix special, did sell out, what, two two shows at uh, Radio City, um, yeah. is just doing amazing stuff these days. And his podcast is is huge, too. I mean, he, he does two, he does one with Charlemagne. And then uh, mm-hmm. one, that guy, uh, what's his name, Akash Singh, mm-hmm. I think, uh, who's very, very funny, too. But uh, um, check it out. Important question, Camille, uh, in fact, checking a previous conversation we were having on this, uh, is he, in fact, rocking the mustache still? Yeah, he is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, there was a, a question about it from the audience. Yeah. There's really? <laughs> yeah. I hope the question was some, some was kid why? working on his own mustache. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there, it was ostensibly a program about free speech, but again, there were a lot of fans in the audience, and it was hard for them to not ask questions like, Andrew, how, why are you so funny? I mean, yeah. how do you do it? Why do you, you know? look like fucking Luigi from Super Mario? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but you said, uh, but there's some uh, there's some fifth column love in, in the uh, in the audience. Yeah, no, there there were quite a few people um, who mentioned the podcast, uh, who asked questions, um, who who indicated that they listen. So that was very nice. And again, it was just it was nice to be on a prominent university campus, uh, surrounded by hundreds of students who were not lunatics and who yeah. laughed appropriately at jokes. Um, and who didn't panic and lose mm. their shit. There were no protests. There were no shout downs. There was none of that garbage. It was just a great time had by all as it should be. So is it going to be online anywhere for anyone to see? I don't know. It was not recorded. So really, it, it wasn't recorded. One night only. Yeah. Oh, wow. One right. night it's only. It's rare that that happens. Yeah. So, so when we tell you about these things. You got to come. Maybe, maybe yeah. fly to Brown for one night just so you yeah. can. Especially so if, get like, a passport. If, the, if the next leg is to Puerto Rico and. <laughs> Camille's doing a live show in San Juan by himself. I, I might. In Spanish. <laughs> At the passport office. <laughs> uh, so you guys watched the Chris Rock. I only saw the the, the two funny clips. Are, are, the, are the rest yeah, yeah. funny? This morning, actually. It, it was mixed. It's mixed. I mean, there's a couple of jokes that were just a few that I was like, man, that's a terrible joke. Yeah. But um, he's he's always been hit or miss. I mean, I think the last special that he saw, I actually turned off. Um, this one was interesting because everyone's waiting for the last bit. Mm -hmm. And of course he leaves it to the end. So you get through the whole special until he talks about Will Smith, which by the way, is not even a comedy bit. It's just it not. like rageous mad. No, he's mad over and over again. Yeah. Over and over yeah. and over again. And says he's like a good actor. And like, he's like, I looked, at, I looked at, but he does actually lace through uh, a couple of jokes of like throughout it. Like, I don't want to get, smacked in the face by a rapper again when he's like making fun of him, making like a Kanye joke and everything. But the Robert Kardashian bit was, was that was funny. Really, really funny. Um, and I'm not going to spoil it for people, but yeah, uh, but, but I was surprised that he came out hard on the wokeness. Yeah. Hating, hating on the wokeness, but you know, you're friends with Chappelle and you do live shows with him. I guess that uh, rubs off on you. Yeah. So, yeah. I like the, uh, the, the bit about dating younger women and, and older women. Oh man, that was, really uh, funny. that was, that was pretty good. But but as I've said before about Chris Rock, I I think you know he can be funny, but he also like yells a lot. Yeah, why is that? And, and yeah, yeah, yelling yeah, yeah. yelling isn't inherently funny. But you but would you think some, that it might you be. When you did that, you sounded not like Bill Cosby, but like Eddie Murphy's <laughs> version of Bill Cosby. That's true. Do <laughs> you about some of the things saying in your show now? Like that. that. <laughs> I don't want to do the whole thing. But yeah, um, I mean, but that's the thing that I, I always used to have this conversation with uh, people and sometimes with comics, I've had this conversation about certain, um, certain people. It's not across the board at all. Like Chappelle's not like this at all, but like there is a black comedy thing, mm -hmm. which it is 90% cadence. Mm -hmm. And if you read it on the page, it wouldn't, you wouldn't laugh at all. You'd be like, right. Oh, what is this talking about? But yeah. It's all yeah. About the cadence, all about the delivery. It's all about the phrasing and about the punctuation. And it's like, yes. it works. Cause I the, laugh my ass punctuation, off. The punctuation with profanity. In yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it really is different with Chappelle. Like it's not, he's not like that at all. No, he's, he has like really structured jokes And the person who I think is the original one um, who did that was prior. Like prior is not, mm -hmm. he's not telling straight jokes. It's like, there's a couple, like, there's a couple of jokes within a long bit, which is always very funny, but there's always yeah. like one joke in there. Like in the, my, my favorite bit, the penitentiary one about when he goes to mm -hmm. Arizona State Penitentiary with Gene Wilder yeah, yeah, yeah. filming Bustin' Loose. 
And there's like one, it's the funniest bit. And there's one joke in the whole thing, which is like when he talks to the guy who's like killed, like all these people, he's like, he's like, you killed everyone in the house. Why? They was home. That's, that's the joke. They was home. That's it. Um, if it was a white guy saying, why did you kill everyone in the house? Like they were at home. It, that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. I think Eddie Murphy kind of home. does the, is in the middle ground between uh, Chappelle yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and they're kind of Chris Rock barking or just like the black scent is the funny thing. Um, yeah. like it's, it's structured, but also the black scent is the funny thing. Like, and he's made an entire like voiceover career based on that. Like he, he can play a donkey oh, in yeah. any fucking movie, uh, if he wants to just <laughs> okay. by being outraged voice guy, but also there's cleverness in how he puts things too. Like it's, uh, um, it's, it's, yeah, and the accent, it. it's, it's not just. Um, it's not just the black sound too. It's, it's like, you know, like Gilbert Gottfried, like Gilbert's voice is so much of his act, you know? I mean, he talks like that and people say like, Oh, here's Gilbert's real voice. There's a bunch of clips on, on like YouTube. It's like Gilbert's real voice. It's like, no, that actually is his real voice, but it's just turned up very loud. And without that voice reading those jokes off a page, it doesn't really work. Right. I mean, he does like really bad old jokes that when Gilbert's doing them are incredibly funny. Like that is so much a part of it. If, if you're just boring, like there's so many of these like boring comics that just like, Oh, the structure of the joke is fine. They're like, you know, but there's like no personality to it. That's why I think rock is good. Cause I think there's a lot of personality to it. There's like a lot of Chris rock in it. Um, Although, so. as I mentioned to you guys on text, it's becoming more Gilbert Gottfried too. Like he's he's yeah, hunching yeah, sure, over, yeah. his eyes are getting small, <laughs> and yeah. and and his and his yell is is getting you know less Eddie Murphy and more Gilbert Gottfried as he goes on. He's he's New Yorkifying by the minute. It, it is because it, it makes it really visual. So on the Robert Kardashian joke, the payoff, the actual punchline of that joke. Note that Rock gets down like he like gets almost to the floor. Like physically, he just dives down when he's like, that's, when that's he right. the, the, and it's, it's really, it works. It works. But, um, anyway, so yeah, check it out. It's funny. It's funny. It's not, it's not great, but it's, it's, there's some good moments in it. Uh, should I read an email or, or three while we're sure, here? Sure. Yeah. Um, let's go straight to the melanin force field one. Uh, it's a little bit longer, but oh it's, uh, it's kind of good and interesting. This, uh, from James gentlemen. I write you from an excellent cocktail bar in Albuquerque called Teddy Rose. So rest assured, this email is sufficiently lubricated. I'm in town for work. Home is Philadelphia. So I'm the loner at the bar who, after chatting with a bartender for a while, has retreated to the comfort of his phone. But I do so because I need Camille to help my wife. Mm. No, no, I'm not a cuck. Uh, <laughs> I got you, baby. No photos, <laughs> no video. You shut up. You sit there quietly. <laughs> My wife, who shall remain nameless, is an incredible woman who has devoted her professional life to creating educational and enrichment opportunities for youth in the poorest of America's large cities. This has taken a few different forms, but as of two months ago, she leads fundraising for a program in Philadelphia that provides an educational summer camp, tuition-free, for kids below the mm. poverty line. In Philadelphia, 96% of the time, that means black kids. That, if that number is real, that's crazy. Uh, and when mm. we say education, this means academics, but also life skills. All students are taught how to swim. Moreover, this camp provides free childcare for parents during the summer months. Sounds great. Uh, it is damn important work. And yet, she called me in tears a few minutes ago because she doesn't have a melanin force field to protect her from being labeled a white 
Savior, that's W-H-Y-T-E, uh, Savior. Today, in a town hall meeting with all employees of the nonprofit, one of her colleagues, who also doesn't benefit from a melanin force field, stood up and expressed disappointment that the newly hired uh, director of fundraising, my wife, is not melanin rich. This woman has given my wife the cold shoulder since day one and never engaged her in a conversation. Now we know why. As if it matters, the overwhelmingly melanin rich board of directors of said nonprofit unanimously selected my wife for the job over other melanin rich candidates. She was the best person for the job. It infuriates me to see someone attack an individual they know nothing about in such a performative manner. If this woman took five minutes to engage my wife, she would know my wife is the best person for the job. I hate to see my wife publicly embarrassed because of a trait she cannot control. Therefore, I respectfully ask Camille to consider lending my wife his force field <laughs> just for a bit to ease her pain. And then he adds, hey, that's probably not the best solution. So instead, can I ask no. for some words of encouragement for the love of my life? Many thanks and much loved. That's really nice. I mean, she she sounds wonderful. I'm I'm very I'm very sorry, genuinely, earnestly that this is happening. And I mean, honestly, you should probably just sue the fuck out of them. I mean, to the extent that they're like saying some of these things in contexts where other people are hearing it, it sounds like that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but if she if she still has her job, she's not being terminated. She just was like, uh, it sounds like the I suppose there was an expression but, of disappointment by uh, Karen to use a bad but word. that sort of that sort of conduct is inappropriate either. Yeah. So I'm not sure that would fly, but, but, and, and I'm only being half serious, but there is a very genuine and earnest, like serious side to that. Um, I, I do think that something punitive happening to people who conduct business in this way is totally appropriate. I think folks have, have gotten accustomed to talking openly uh, about their desire um, to hire people of a particular race. Um, and in some instances saying explicitly, of uh, that they have too many of the other kinds of people here or would like to see certain people not be promoted um, as, on account of their race. Um, and again, if there are consequences for that sort of discrimination, which is explicitly what it is, um, then I think people might be a little less likely to participate in it. It is, it is very frustrating that there are so many people out there who are doing jobs or who are genuinely serving communities and whose work, um, whose efforts, whose concern is qualified uh, in such a crude um, and reductivist way um, to suggest that, you know, because she's there doing good and she doesn't happen to look a particular way, she is somehow a, a white savior. I don't imagine that there aren't people who have foul motives um, who are doing good work um, like the, or, or work like that. Um, but uh, I certainly don't think it's appropriate to presume that on the basis of someone's skin color. So, yeah. That's, what that's, what kind of underlines all of this stuff and allows it to happen, um, even if no one says it specifically or explicitly, um, it's kind of out there in the ether and people know this is an argument, uh, despite the fact that the argument is the flimsiest argument you can imagine, is that there are certain groups of people who are incapable of being racist, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's very common people say this all the time it's almost if you were to say otherwise people dismiss it like oh my god you're so naive you can't you think that like no no, no it's about power and it's about this that and the other <laughs> which is madness of course you know i mean it, it's a very basic thing i mean if you have somebody that goes that is like a i don't know a black hebrew israelite or something and he says you know yakub 
has created people in a lab and they're lesser people. And then they go in a shooting spree to kill those lesser people to say that that is not, of course the law doesn't, doesn't allow for this either. Um, I just saw, uh, uh, I mean, this is only like a Twitter argument and an academic argument. I saw a guy who had moved to Hawaii with his wife. We we, we know of new methods of attack. All right. You know the deal by now. Um, Faded out. I I have to tell you that it gets gets much better. That all conversation is about Chris Rock. Um, We do have a very interesting email from somebody who had a dream about me, to which I uh, respond to the dream. Uh, I think that's worth it. That's worth just a month at the very least. Um, subscribe, go over to wethefifth.substack.com and contribute to the Michael Moynihan got fired by a company that I will not talk about at the moment. But if you subscribe, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe that's the way to get you to subscribe. Stop being a freeloader. Uh, and if you come over there, I'll tell you all the secrets of my previous job. And good Lord, were they ugly. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about there. So a lot more in this episode. Um, a lot more where this came from. If you go subscribe, you have 150 odd, more than 150 episodes that you can go back and listen to because they're not very, they're not always timely, these ones. So, uh, they hold up, uh, over, over time and you can see our, our descent into madness during COVID and things like that. So go subscribe. Um, it's very much appreciated and you'll hear the rest of this episode and a bunch more. And we'll see you later this week for a free episode. If you can, if you insist. I'm not paying. Don't do that. Stop stealing from from Camille's baby and my child. Bye.